listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the May 26th, 2023 Friday reading of the Ark Valley Voice News Program. My name is Michelle Wexler. Today, we will be reading the following main articles. You know summer is here when Cottonwood Pass reopens, written by Jan Wundra. Town of Buena Vista opens applications for newly vacant trustee position, written by Arc Valley Voice staff. 2023 hit and runs investigated by the patrol outpacing 2022, written by Arc Valley Voice staff. And BV Board of Trustees approves 120-day moratorium on new subdivision applications over water concerns, written by Carly Winchell, and following up with miscellaneous articles. We begin with the first article, You Know Summer is Here When Cottonwood Pass Reopens, this posted by Jan Wundra. This morning, Chafee County Road and Bridge Department announced that it plans to reopen Cottonwood Pass, CR 306, for the season by Friday, May 26th. Both Chafee County and Gunnison County sides of the pass will be opened. Chafee County Road and Bridge Department will be working in concert with Gunnison County Public Works Department this evening, Thursday, May 25th, to clear the top of the pass. Road and Bridge anticipates the coordinated effort will have the pass cleared on both sides of the county line no later than the morning of Friday, May 26th, and fully open to vehicular traffic at that time. Cottonwood Pass crosses the Continental Divide at 12,120 feet. It connects Chafee and Gunnison Counties on Chafee County Road 306 and Gunnison County Road 209. The top of the pass was re-engineered and widened only a couple of years ago to make it safer. The Colorado Trail winds across the pass, and a popular vantage point on the trail can be accessed from the paved parking area added at the top of the pass. Cottonwood Pass is generally closed from early October through mid-May due to heavy snow accumulation. It is the highest public road in the continental United States, and the drive is a popular summer rite of passage for residents of Chafee and Gunnison counties and tourists alike. That story you know summer is here when Cottonwood Pass reopens. And next up, Town of Buena Vista opens applications for newly vacant trustee position. This posted by Arc Valley Voice staff. Buena Vista trustee Mark Jenkins resigned on May 10th, leaving a vacancy for his remaining term. The town has announced that it is in the process of filling the vacancy by appointment. Letters of interest and the required questionnaire, see below, must be submitted to town clerk Paula Barnett by 5 p.m. Monday, June 19, 2023. The Town of Buena Vista Board of Trustees is now accepting letters of interest from town residents seeking to serve as a trustee to fill the vacancy. The Board of Trustees sets public policy, making sound policy decisions due to hard work and dedication. For this reason, elected officials are encouraged, but not legally required, to do outside-the-meeting work. 
The town's mayor and trustees are dedicated, and they volunteer their time reviewing meeting materials and educating themselves about public policy issues, interacting with constituents and other elected officials, educating residents, attending meetings with other agencies and governmental bodies, serving on appointed committees, and acting as liaisons with staff and other agencies. To be considered for this position by appointment, interested persons are asked to review the following guidelines provided by the town. People serve their cities and towns as elected officials for various reasons. Regardless of the motive, if you're contemplating serving your community as a member of the Board of Trustees, you should be prepared for the role's demands, expectations, and rewards. Although there are several legal requirements which include that you reside in the town of Buena Vista, attend the scheduled meetings of the board, and participate as you desire in policymaking, the town of Buena Vista has a proud tradition of active and involved elected officials who exceed the minimum requirements. You will have a say in important matters such as how the town grows, what the street system will be like in the future, where and how development takes place, what town services will be provided, and how the town's annual budget will be allocated. It is a responsibility best met with energy, enthusiasm, and conscientiousness. Knowing what the legal and traditional time commitments are, a prospective trustee should evaluate their professional and personal situation and ask themselves, Will your job or schedule allow you the flexibility to be at the community center by 6.45 p.m. on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month? An occasional work or executive session may be scheduled before the regular meeting, generally at 5.30 or 6 p.m. Will your professional and personal life allow you to attend occasional weekend or evening work sessions? Can you commit to the occasional working group or focus group meetings, which may be scheduled during business or evening hours? Are you organized in a manner that will allow you to interact with your constituents while still providing you with uninterrupted personal and or professional time? These constituent interactions can include emails, phone calls, meeting residents for coffee, and attending special meetings called by residents. Are you willing and able to occasionally serve on town-formed ad hoc committees? Do you have an interest in attending various community events? Do you have time to review the packets late in the week and over the weekend? Requirements to be a trustee are, must be a registered voter, must be at least 18 years of age, must be a primary resident of the town of Buena Vista for at least 12 consecutive months immediately preceding the appointment, must maintain residency throughout the term in office. The mayor and board of trustees receive monthly compensation in an amount set by ordinance. This trustee position receives $350 per month. If appointed to fill this vacancy, your term would expire at the next regular election, April 3, 2024. Therefore, four trustee positions will be open for election, three positions serving a four-year term, and one position serving a two-year term. 
Letters of interest and the required questionnaire must be submitted to Town Clerk Paula Barnett by 5 p.m. Monday, June 19, 2023. The link to the questionnaire is on the town's website at https colon slash slash bunavistaco.gov slash 2628. Questionnaires are also available at Town Hall. You may complete the questionnaire and attach your letter of interest online, submit the documents in person at Town Hall, 210 East Main Street, by email at bvclerk at bunavistaco.gov or by U.S. mail to P.O. Box 2002, Buena Vista, Colorado, 81211. Town Hall will be closed on June 19th, Juneteenth, documents can be placed in the water payment drop box. Note that the Board of Trustees will make the appointment to fill the vacancy at their regular meeting on Thursday, June 29, 2023, after receiving presentations from the candidates that evening. Those with questions or need additional information, contact Town Clerk Paula Barnett at 719-581-1017. That story, Town of Buena Vista, opens applications for newly vacant trustee position. And next up, 2023 hit-and-runs investigated by the patrol, outpacing 2022. This posted by Arc Valley Voice staff. The Colorado State Patrol has a message for Colorado drivers. Cool it, people. And if you're involved in an accident, stay on scene. As the state heads into a holiday weekend with traffic expected to break records, the Colorado State Patrol, CSP, is seeing an alarming upward trend of hit-and-run crashes across the state of Colorado and asks motorists to drive safely. The CSP has tracked a 22% increase in hit-and-run crashes in the first quarter of 2023 over the same time period of 2022. That includes three recent fatal hit-and-run cases that remain unsolved. If you hit a vehicle, a person, or another piece of property, don't panic, said Colorado State Patrol Chief Matthew C. Packard. Operating out of fear will only worsen this situation. Stay at the scene, check to make sure you and anyone is injured, and call 911 to report the collision. Leaving the scene of an accident can lead to numerous criminal charges, some of which are felonies, in addition to any charges associated with the actual crash. Here's just one example. If an uninsured motorist stayed at a property crash scene, he could be charged with careless driving and no proof of insurance, which would total eight points against his or her license. But if the same person left the scene and was later found, they would also be charged with fleeing the scene of the accident, which would raise the total number of points to 44 and also include possible jail time of 10 to 90 days and or a fine. Whether the driver doesn't have a license, is impaired, or drove carelessly or recklessly, and for whatever reason leaves the scene of a crash, Although serious in nature, it pales in comparison to the charges faced by a driver that leaves the scene of the accident. So, don't. 
Hit-and-run crashes that result in a fatality or serious bodily injury to another person are devastating to families and erode the feelings of safety for all of us across our communities, said Packard. Colorado state troopers take these crimes seriously and work tirelessly to ensure each case is solved. In all of 2022, the Colorado State Patrol investigated and successfully solved every felonious hit-and-run cases, 20 in total assigned. So far in 2023, troopers have received eight new cases, with five solved. The most recent unsolved case occurred this past weekend on May 19, 2023, and resulted in two men being killed. Public request for assistance in the following open fatal hit and run crashes. May 19, 2023, reference case number 1D232018. Around 5 p.m., a four vehicle fatal hit and run occurred on Highway 287 just south of Larimer County. The run vehicle is believed to be a dark red or maroon 2009 or newer Dodge Ram 1500 with chrome front and rear bumpers and chrome wheels with damage to the right side of the vehicle. Driver is believed to be a heavyset white male, 50 to 60 years old with a white beard. Anyone with information about the crash or the Dodge driver is asked to call the Denver, Colorado State Patrol Dispatch Center at 303-239-4501. January 1, 2023, reference case number 2B230002. Crash near Fontaine Boulevard and Metropolitan Street in El Paso County, where a 19-year-old bicyclist was found dead. Investigators believe the crash happened between the hours of 2 a.m. and 9 a.m. on January 1st. It's believed the vehicle involved was a 2015 through 2017 Black Ford Expedition. The bicyclist was wearing bright pink clothing. Anyone with information about the crash or who may have seen the bicyclist is asked to call the Pueblo, Colorado State Patrol Dispatch Center at 719-544-2424. February 1, 2023, reference case number 2B230337. A crash near Constitution Avenue and Winoka Place in El Paso County that involved a 2017 to 2022 Gray Ford F250 and a black Yamaha motorcycle in front of the nearby Sonic Fast Food restaurant. The driver of the motorcycle was an 18-year-old male from Peyton, Colorado, and was pronounced deceased on the scene. The driver of the Ford fled the scene. Anyone with information about the crash or the Ford driver is asked to call the Pueblo, Colorado State Patrol Dispatch Center at 719-544-2424. That story, 2023 hit and runs investigated by the patrol, outpacing 2022. And continuing in the news, BV Board of Trustees approves a 120-day moratorium on new subdivision applications over water concerns. This posted by Carly Winchell. 
The ordinance, titled An Emergency Ordinance Imposing a Temporary Moratorium on the Acceptance, Processing, and Approval of Subdivision Applications and Annexation Petitions within the Town, was approved by the Buena Vista Trustees on Tuesday, May 23rd. The trustees have reiterated that the town needs some time to properly plan so that it avoids overcommitting water resources. The decision places a temporary pause on new subdivision applications and annexation requests that do not provide their own water. Citizen comments opposed the moratorium, concerns over workforce housing, the potential for a rise in housing costs, and the message being sent to businesses and developers were consistent themes. CEO of Aristata Communications and Chafee County Economic Development Corporation, EDC board member Carlin Walsh, said the moratorium wouldn't change the housing supply problem facing residents. He asserted that the moratorium sends a message that Buena Vista isn't open for business and offered the EDC's assistance to help the town support the community, residents, and businesses. Betch Salida nonprofit founder Salty Riggs spoke to workforce losses exacerbated by the high cost of living in the area. Riggs said that she has lost friends and board members simply because they can't afford to live here and recommended looking farther ahead than the 120-day moratorium. Don't think about tomorrow, but how these decisions will affect your kids, 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 said Riggs. She went on to explain that she had to move three times this year alone and that the housing problem isn't just about what is affordable, but what is available at all. No business, no revenue. No revenue, no town, said Buena Vista Chamber of Commerce Executive Director Heather Rupska. We're knee-deep in it. If we don't act with swift solutions, it's not getting any better. It's either start doing something or it's going to tank. Rupska mentioned that many businesses have lost prospective employees who abandon job offers after realizing how high the cost of living is in the area. Rupska and the others who participated in the public comment all believe that the moratorium would raise the cost of living and exacerbate these types of problems. The board ultimately decided to approve the moratorium, assuring developers and business owners that they hear their concerns and appreciate everything that they do for the town. The board explained that this measure was motivated by concerns over the availability of water. Existing developments with applications already in process will not be disrupted by the moratorium. The board said none of these developments had reached out with any concerns. I feel like we're still moving toward housing goals. We're very committed to try and get affordable housing, said Trustee Sue Cobb. Trustee Cindy Swisher explained that the four-month moratorium was meant to create an opportunity to properly plan to avoid over-issuing water and encountering worse problems down the road. Mayor Pro Tem Gina Lucrezzi moved to adopt the ordinance, and Trustee Devin Rowe seconded the motion, which passed. There were no dissenting votes. Other business items. All ordinances on the agenda were approved. 
These include the increase of fees for public works, the use of grant funding for a construction project at the airport, and the proposal from Wright Water Engineers for the design and engineering of a new well. With the passing of the ordinance, cash in lieu for asphalt paving was set to four dollars per square foot. The bulk water rate increase for fill stations was raised three cents per gallon, from seventeen dollars to thirty dollars per one thousand gallons, and an increase from four dollars and twenty-five cents to seven dollars and fifty cents per two hundred and fifty gallons for the credit card option. Public Works Director Sean Williams acknowledged this would put them at the higher end in the state. The airport received approval to use grant funding for the apron rehabilitation and fence relocation project at the airport. The funding was already secured from the FAA and CDOT to cover the construction project scheduled for this summer. We are all in the black on this," said Airport Manager Jack Wiles. Additional government funding is available should the project need it, but Wiles was confident it wouldn't be necessary, and they expect to come in way under the budget. The approval of the Wright Water Engineers proposal signifies a step toward a new well to serve as a point of redundancy and provide additional municipal water supply. The well would also offer an opportunity for future water rights. However, water rights for the project have not yet been obtained, so the well would need to be augmented until then. The well will be in the Buena Vista River Park area, just north of the softball and baseball fields. Minor impacts to the disc golf course are expected. The final business item was the approval for the board to appoint a replacement for Trustee Mark Jenkins, who has resigned. Rather than spending ten thousand dollars on an election, the board decided to select the new trustee by appointment, given the looming April twenty twenty four election, which will feature four open seats. Those interested in being considered for the open trustee position can fill out a questionnaire available online before 5 p.m. June 19th. The full packet containing more detailed information on the May 23rd meeting is available at a link in this article. That story: BV Board of Trustees approves 120-day moratorium on new subdivision applications over water concerns. And continuing in the news, Buena Vista opens search for new town administrator. This posted by Jan Wondra. In an announcement on Wednesday morning, May 24th, following a May 23rd executive session, the town of Buena Vista announced that it will be seeking a new town administrator following the Board of Trustees' decision during that session to part ways with current administrator Lisa Parnell Rowe. Mayor Libby Fay confirmed Parnell Rose's departure and said the town will begin a search for her replacement immediately. The board and town staff thank Lisa for her service to the community over the past nine months and wish her the very best going forward," said Fay. Town Finance Director Philip Puckett will step in as interim administrator. He had previously stepped down from his longtime role as town administrator to lead the finance department, citing needing more time with his growing family. We're starting the search for a new administrator immediately," said Fay, speaking with Arc Valley Voice on Wednesday. 
Philip is filling in and I'm helping out, and so are some of the town department heads, attending some of the meetings to manage administrative operations until Parnell Rowe's replacement is hired. That story, Buena Vista, opens search for new town administrator. And finally, Fibark announces local beer partner Signature Commodore Lager, this posted by Arc Valley Voice staff. It's Fibark Whitewater Festival time again in the Arkansas River Valley, and this is the 75th anniversary of the advent of this dual whitewater fun and fundraising event to support youth paddling programs. The event is set for June 15th through 18th, 2023 at Riverside Park in Salida, Today, event organizers announced that Salida Brewing Company is the event's premier beer sponsor. In celebration of the 75th anniversary of FibArc, Salida Brewing is launching the Commodore Light Lager to mark the occasion. Described as an easy-drinking, low-carb lager, it pours a pale straw color with a dense white head. It tastes of light, fruity esters from American lager yeast with minimal hop bitterness. Perfect for fun in the sun while riding the river. Commodore cap not included. Additional suds to be served at the Fibark Beer Tent in Riverside Park include Penelope Cruiser Hazy IPA, Duke Waverly Pilsner, Backcountry Betty American Wheat, Whitewater Cowboy Red Ale, Diego the Mariachi Singer Mexican Lager. Salida Brewing Company is thrilled to be partnering with one of our community's touchstone events, said Salida Brewing Company representative Austin Smith. As a local brewery born along the banks of the Arkansas River, Fibark is a natural partnership for our brewers, he added. Can't wait to serve up some Commodores and cold ones to our community in the festival's milestone 75th year. And that's all we have time for. Thank you for joining us for the Arc Valley Voice News Program. My name is Michelle Wexler. If you enjoyed this program, Please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.